Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before I get into the stories, I wanted to give a trigger warning for sexual assault for the final story in this video. As always, I'll have timestamps down below in a pinned comment, and I'll be sure to label this story if anyone wants to skip it. All that being said, remember, if you have your own personal scary story that you might want to share here on the channel, you can do so by submitting it to southerncannibal.com. Now if you're all ready, let's get into the stories. But remember to always stay hungry. My high school boyfriend and I split up. He was already really controlling, judgmental, and abusive. I was moving into college at the local university. He went fucking crazy and really lost his damn mind. He began by sending me threatening messages, about 200 a day. Phone calls, showing up during my classes, showing up in my house. And he even broke into my car and sat in the back seat. My best friend and I had gone to the movies. When we came out, I was going to drop her off at home. And she had noticed a huge mark on the passenger side of the car. We looked in the back seat. And there he was, laying on the floor trying to hide. I ended up buying a new car with new plates. He broke into my dorm room. I ended up having to leave the dorms because I just felt unsafe and I moved to an apartment not too far away from the college campus along with two female roommates. Well, he found out where I was living yet again and broke in there too while I was in the shower. I told him to get the fuck out and he came after me with a knife. I actually had to call the cops and lock myself in the bathroom but he was gone by the time the cops showed up. I started dating a new guy who was an absolute gentleman, and I had to warn him about the ex-boyfriend. Well, ex-boyfriend crashes one of our dates and jumps the new guy with five of his friends. I also end up with my own face smashed in for being a cheating whore, according to him. Well, after all of the previous events mentioned... I had to move back into my parents' house. And surprise, surprise, ex-boyfriend attempted to break into my parents' house too. He tried to do this at 5 o'clock on a Sunday, so my entire family was home when he did this. Well, my dad caught him and put a gun in his mouth. And as you can expect, that was the end of that. My dad is six foot five and ex-military, and he's a really scary guy. Just to clarify though, my dad didn't kill him. However, I think that scared the ex enough to finally fuck off and leave me the hell alone because he's left me alone for five years now. I travel back home frequently and whenever he sees me, he always looks the other way. As he should. My name is L. The story is about B, the psycho person that I had in my life for four years. I would like to do the initials due to him possibly hearing this story and him doing something stupid as we live in the same town still. Well, it goes like this. I was 27 and I was dating someone at the time. B was a mutual friend, kind of. Someone who hung out with the other people I knew, but never one-on-one. -on -one. I haven't had the best history in life. 
I became a felon at 18 due to being guilty by association. After that, I couldn't stop smoking weed. So I violated probation and I ended up being in jail for 15 months. Well, after I got out, I really didn't care about what I was doing. So I started hanging out with B, the notorious dumbass drug dealer type. Someone who you knew you shouldn't hang out with, but you did so anyway because you didn't care about yourself at that moment. So I broke up with the guy I was with, and I got with B, and I just got wasted every single day. Not hard drugs, but just numb. Just immersed in nothing land, really. It was cool at first, I guess, but then, the bad things started happening. He would steal from my wallet right in front of me, and then deny he did it, just to get a rise out of me and for me to come after him. I chased him around the house, and he would wrestle me to the ground to laugh in my face, and even spit in my face too. He would never give me back the money. Mind you, he lived with his parents at the time, and I basically lived there too. So, they were usually always there to witness all of these occurrences. He was one of those instigator types, just to be cruel to someone for fun. While we were sleeping, a lot of times he would watch me as I slept, and then poked me until I woke up, just to fuck with me. And he knew that I had PTSD about poking, especially on my chest, due to my dad being mean to me growing up. He just really loved to get that reaction. He would always mock me and pester me until I got upset. He took my phone one night and got into my Facebook and wrote really nasty messages to my high school friends that I didn't even hang out with anymore, posing as me, and then smashed my phone. Yeah, it was really nice waking up to that. He once got really drunk and messed up on Xanax and liquor. He even took the family cat and swung her by her tail across the room. He would have this crazed look in his eye, where you just knew something was coming and it was unprovoked. The same night where he did that to the cat, he took a knife to my throat and demanded I give him $20 or he'll kill me. I'm not even kidding. This was right in front of his mom and dad. His dad intervened, but B grabs a rifle from behind the couch and then points it right at his dad. His dad managed to leap over and actually wrestle him to the ground and took away the weapon. It was scary as fuck. These instances are not in order, so I was on the way out very shortly after this happened. We were on the way home from a friend's house and he just started acting crazy and yelling for no reason at all. He thought I was trying to fuck one of my good friend's husbands as we were just there playing board games. He jerks the wheel and we almost wrecked the car into a concrete embankment on the interstate. He then proceeded to open the passenger door and threatened to jump out on the interstate. I'm obviously upset and yelling over this. He does it like four more times until I have to pull over and turn the car off and walk away from him just to not have a panic attack, which I was, I think. It was terrifying. There was another time where I was leaving his house to go home and sleep in my own bed because he was drunk. He runs out of the house and lays on the ground by my car and then kicks the shit out of my driver door. He also once while I was driving kicked my windshield and he ended up cracking it immensely. Fast forward a bit to the future. My mother died tragically right after about a year of us being together. His mom really came in clutch for support, and she was kind of like a second mom to me. 
That's one of the big reasons why I stayed for as long as I did. Because of her, and because her health was declining. I really wanted to be there for her, because her own son was never really there mentally, emotionally, and physically. He was just very off. Probably all the drugs and drinking. There's honestly so much more, but I've probably blocked it all out. He was a real piece of shit, and a terrible person. We broke up about 11 years ago, and he hasn't contacted me since. I really hope by now that maybe he's turned his life around and is in a better place. But regardless, I still want nothing to do with him. I'm a female, and all of this started at the end of 2015. I was about to enter college, and I was going through a really rough time. Basically, I had severe undiagnosed depression, which I got diagnosed in 2020. Back in 2015, I was really active on Twitter, and I followed a lot of random people that I didn't know. There was this guy that would occasionally reply to my tweets. I didn't think too much of it, but one day he DM'd me and we then started talking on Twitter. For context, I do not live in America, but this guy did. After a while of talking, he then admitted to me then he tried to muster up the courage to DM me for quite a while, since he had seen my tweets pop up on his timeline and he thought I was cute or whatever. I thought this was sweet, but I didn't really think too much about this. After all, I lived on a whole different continent. However, after talking to him for a while, he then confessed his feelings for me. I was shocked, but also pretty flattered. I never had a boyfriend before, but at the time, I really desperately wanted one. Which in hindsight, got me into this whole mess. After a while, I agreed to date him. Big mistake. Because I never had a relationship before and my parents were constantly fighting and just didn't have a good relationship, my picture of what a relationship is supposed to look like was pretty screwed. Early on, he started telling me things which he later claimed that he never said or that I just remembered it wrong. For example, he once told me he was a virgin and then later on he told me how he lost his virginity. After I confronted him, he then said that he never claimed to be a virgin and that I must have just remembered it wrong. Well, I later learned that this was gaslighting. I really did keep thinking then I really must have remembered it wrong. He was also an alcoholic and whenever we had an argument, he would drink and then now reply to me to make me think something happened to him. I was really anxious and I even cried thinking that I had done something that pushed him over the edge. He, just as me, had his own mental health struggles, and we confided in each other. Although now, years later, I realized that probably most of what he told me was lies. He would always tell me things that I would later find out were lies, and whenever I confronted him, he had some excuse. He would say things like, No, you're just remembering it wrong. That he hadn't said it like that, and that his memory's really bad because of his alcoholism and thus he can't remember that he said this. I could really kick myself now, but at the time, I kept thinking that it was me who's the problem. He really was excellent at manipulating me, 
and because I struggled so much with my own mental health, I didn't really have the strength to fight it. Whenever he told me something that didn't make sense, I would always research to the best of my abilities and then find out that he had lied, but I just kept convincing myself that I was wrong, that I had no proof. His gaslighting had really done a number on me. It got so bad that towards the end of our relationship, I had video proof of him lying to me, and yet I still somehow thought I was just crazy. I confided in him a lot though, and I even stupidly told him my address after he told me his. I had gotten really sick and tired of this relationship, and whenever I tried to end it, he threatened to kill himself. I got so scared for him that I even messaged his sister about this, so I foolishly took him back. Things didn't get any better though, so I broke up with him again, and then he totally lost it. He started threatening me and calling me names, and used every vulnerable thing I told him against me. I had really confided in him that I was super messed up about my abusive dad, and that I really struggled with suicidal ideation. He told me no wonder my dad hates me, because I'm so unlovable, and that I should really go ahead and kill myself because no one would ever love me, and that the world really would be better off without me. Really disgusting and hurtful stuff. I blocked him, but he just kept making new Twitter accounts to harass me. What really scared me the most, though, was that he actually threatened to come to my country, and he didn't know my address. I was really scared and stressed about this. Anytime I left my house, I was really worried that he would just be standing there. One day I got a message from one of his alternate Twitter accounts that he made, and it was a picture. I opened it, and my heart instantly dropped. It was a picture of a restaurant near where I lived, I was scared shitless, and I blocked his account. After that, the threats and the messages finally subsided. I don't know if he really was in my country. I somehow doubt it. But this experience really goes to show you that you can trust people, and that abusive people seek out vulnerable people, because they often don't have enough self-confidence and self-worth to realize they don't have to endure this horrible treatment. This whole ordeal had left me pretty messed up. I had already struggled with trust issues before this, but after this happened, it got infinitely worse. Please be careful when talking to people online, and always trust your gut instinct. If something seems off, don't just ignore it. Really pay attention to the red flags. I'm a 25-year-old female from the UK. I want to tell you about my ex-boyfriend during the pandemic, so we're going to be going back to 2020. His name was Josh, and we became friends at first, and he seemed really nice, but not my usual type. Things escalated, and we'd started dating a few weeks after talking on Facebook. When we first started dating, which was online, he then decided to walk from his town to my town, despite not actually telling me that he was doing this. I don't know how he knew where I live because I never once told him the area I live in. Weirdly, he had sent me a message asking me a few hours later to meet him in the town center. That should have been a warning in itself, but I really wanted to give him a chance. I said no anyway, but was still confused regardless of him knowing this. 
Well, he then decided from that day onwards to then guilt trip me about not going. The first time we met in person, it was really awkward, and I could just sense that something wasn't right, because the next day after staying at his house, he told me he was in love with me and that he wanted to marry me. I was a little taken aback and said nothing in return. Then a few days later, he turned up at 7am to my parents' house, wanting to see me. Now, that completely shocked me, considering that I never gave him my address or anything. My parents were taken aback, and my little sisters who were getting ready for school were baffled, but we invited him in, and he spent the whole day sleeping on the sofa. Eventually waking up, I asked him if he wanted to meet my cousin, just because he gave my family space. So we went to go see my cousin, and he proceeded to tell her that I'm not allowed to go out with friends, and that he's not comfortable with it. My cousin then defends me, and says that I can do what I want, and that if I wanted to go out during the time they opened the bars for a bit, I could. He then decided to wait until my cousin had left the room, and then threatened to self-harm if I went out. A few weeks went by, I'd say at least two, and my granddad who has cancer was worsening in his illness, and he was terminally ill. I explained this to my boyfriend, who then started crying, saying I didn't love him because I was leaving to go see my granddad, and that I was probably only saying that because I was cheating on him. Again, completely shocked, I ran off crying, because I was already feeling a lot of emotions at the time. He then chased after me and begged me not to leave him. He then proceeded to threaten to end his life if I ever left him. I felt really guilty, so I then stayed for another two weeks. I did eventually leave to go visit my granddad. Well, he proceeded to text me constantly, asking who I was with and why I wasn't replying. My granddad was really sick, and I just wanted to be with him for the little time he had left. When I eventually arrived home after spending a few days with my grandparents, my boyfriend texted me threatening suicide, and his friends messaged me saying that he cut himself. I was absolutely riddled with guilt and asking why he did it. He then said it was all my fault and that I should have stayed with him at his house. But when I explained to him why I couldn't, he proceeded to tell me that my granddad was selfish for having cancer and that I was his girlfriend and that I should be more supportive. Fast forward and I was going to have a night out for myself. My boyfriend was convinced that he was going to get me to not go out by asking me to go to London with him for the weekend. Obviously, I knew at this point that he just wanted to get me away so that I couldn't go out, but I just told him no. And again, he threatened to hurt himself, and he once again started calling my granddad a selfish man for dying. I was really taken aback by his behavior. I know a lot of you are probably questioning why I didn't just leave, but I guess I wanted to help him. I should also mention that he actually sexually assaulted me numerous times, and that he even put drugs into my drinks to make me black out so I didn't remember much. He also gave me illegal drugs telling me they were painkillers whenever I suffered headaches, and I actually ended up in a state where I got really sick. I don't want to go into any more detail, but can you just imagine how I felt suddenly realizing everything he had done to me? Fast forward to the night out and I got very drunk with my best friend. By 1am, I was ready to go home. Josh, being himself, proceeds to guilt trip me into going to his house, and he then gets me an Uber to go there. When I eventually arrived to his house, 
I'm already very drunk and fall asleep. I wake up to him trying to have sex with me whilst being on my period and having a tampon inside of me. I was in a state of shock and that's when I realized that I had to leave somehow. When I finally arrived home, my friend Dan from work invited me over for a drink. I said yes, told my boyfriend about it, and then went for one. Once again, he was really unhappy and threatened to take his life. Dan being the good friend that he is, after I opened up to him about everything that happened, expressed concern, and he told me I would be better off without my boyfriend. I decided to have a little break from him for a few days. Eventually, I did get back together with him, until he proceeded to say that he hopes my granddad hurries up and dies from cancer already, and that was the last straw. I ended up blocking Josh for good after that, and he's tried numerous times to get back in contact with me. About a year after our relationship ended, he tried asking to meet up, but I declined. He now stalks all of my social media, and even when I block him, he uses fake accounts to see what I'm doing. The moral of the story here is to always be careful of who you let into your life. Stay safe out there. I know this is a very dark story, but I hope it can make others aware that this type of behavior is never okay, and nobody deserves that.